Pop culture fulfills every media nowadays and you have a really wide choice when you want to turn on some song or movie. But that was not a rule in the past. In 60s in the UK, you couldn't listen to Beatles and to the Rolling Stones, even though they were extremely popular in that times, but BBC was against and that was impossible to listen to these bands via official radio stations in Britain. Who were the bravest broadcasters in the UK in the early 60s or exactly in 1964? We'll discuss it today. Welcome to the episode number 7 of Culture Digger, dear listener. My name is Sandy Reeves and we're already starting! Today I decided to give you an opportunity to listen to our jingle without my commands. And right now my commands are coming. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about one extremely important cultural phenomena that gave us that pop culture and pop music that we know in modern days. I'm talking about the breeze of freedom that British people felt when they got popular music playing in their radio receivers from official radio stations. But that was not a case for the early 60s. As we know, early 60s were extremely unique for the popular music of the 20th century. Beatles and the Rolling Stones turned over the game of rock and roll, of rock music, of popular music. And also, if you know, there is a concept of British invasion. That's the name of the phenomena or of the age when extremely successful rock bands from England got their tours through the USA and their music was extremely popular, not only the, in the UK, not only in the United States, but all over the world and even in the countries where you couldn't officially get their records. But that's the topic of another episode. And right now we're continuing about pirate radio stations from the UK from 1960s. What is a typical pirate radio station of that time? It's such a station that didn't get any license or permission from any government and didn't use to pay royalties to copyright owners. They were really free to broadcast about anything and to turn on any music they wanted. For everything in this world should be reason why these people started to broadcast from international waters. The main reason was the strict policy of official radio in the United Kingdom. BBC of those times acted really conservative. They couldn't afford to broadcast any popular song because they found it immoral. They found the destructive effect that this music could bring to the society if they start to broadcast it. So all the popular music of 1964 was permanently banned for broadcasting via radio. 
But people didn't care about all these strict rules or anything, they just wanted to listen to their favorite music that came out, for example, a month ago or a year ago. And especially the paradox was that everyone could buy a recording on vinyl or on tape, but it was pretty expensive to have a player and some recordings. And radio was really available. People took their radio receivers to the park or to the countryside and they didn't want to listen only to sport programs or news. They wanted their music that was popular in that time. And here was the turn of pirate radio stations. Few people in 1964 understood that if you anchor your ship at the distance of 5.5 kilometers, from the lands of the United Kingdom, you'll be in international waters. So, these laws are not for you, and you can do anything and broadcast anything, but that distance was so small that broadcasting gonna reach any city on the island. Great and simple idea. So, for the period of time from 1964 to 1967, the activities of pirate radio stations were pretty legal. According to Wikipedia and few in other sources, the first British pirate radio station was Radio Caroline, which started broadcasting from the ship in the 28th of March of 1964. By 1967, 10 pirate radio stations were broadcasting to an estimated daily audience of 10, 15 or maybe 20 million of people. And to get your impression right about this cultural phenomena, right now I want to quote someone from that time, someone that was a part of this process, of this life, of this breeze of freedom. Dave Cash, a former Radio Caroline DJ. It was bizarre because you had no real idea of what you were doing until we came ashore, and there would be 3,000 people waiting for us. Tony Blackburn, one of the first DJs of Radio Caroline, later moved to another offshore station, Radio London. It took me about an hour and a half to get out of he meant town. He laughed. Just hundreds of people lining the streets. They didn't know what I looked like, but they would hurt about the car. We were allowed two beers a day. If you've got people drunk and staggering all over the place, full of drugs and beer, you know it's dangerous. If you fell over the side, you would drown. Never survive it. Mike Pasternak, also known as Emperor Rasta. Entertainment activities were limited to planning this show watching TV, sunbathing, and playing cards. Sometimes boats would bring tourists alongside the Mi Amiga, and a few women would come aboard for a cup of tea. Kate Skews, host of one of the Radio Caroline show about the turbulence on board. The fact that you're being kicked out of your chair across the studio didn't seem to matter as long as the records didn't jump, says Skews. And of course, they did. And you know what? I have overdriven a bit my mic right now during the recording with this music and I do not want to record it again. I want to have these emotions in this episode. I want to share it with you. 
Just imagine these people didn't know about some top 5 of songs per week, top 40. And these pirates that gave the format of radio programs from the USA to British people, they were national heroes of that time. Thanks to them for their big business. It was a sharp stop of the music, but I'll continue in my silence. Why the age of pirate radio stations stopped in 1967? In that year, the Marine Broadcasting Offences Act passed into British law. This document made illegal for British any supply of products or things to such ships and advertising supply became illegal too. While pirate radio stations still could get a supply from citizens of another country's the act made their life on board pretty uncomfortable. In the same year, government made BBC to restrict its radio to few new radio stations. The Radio 1, Radio 2, 3 and 4 were established. Pirates brought it to people by their actions of three years. Radio 1 becomes the first radio station broadcasting popular music. Many of DJs from the boats came to Radio 1 and continued to broadcast officially. And did you know about this phenomenon before my episode? I knew about it after watching one wonderful movie called The Boat That Rocked by Richard Curtis. And I highly recommend you to watch this. It gives you all the atmosphere, the drive, the feeling of youth indeed and and the rock and roll. I'm so boring that I forgot this word rock and roll, of course. All the movies rock and roll, the playlists, everything. And check the sources of this episode. There is a wonderful article by NPR. It has amazing audio that I recommend to everyone because there is an interview with these wonderful people I was quoting. And the irony is that I decided to make this episode because the pirate radio in Britain is the topic that I'm talking about with my friends. It's really important for me. And then when I started to filter some sources, I found that NPR has already done it in 2009. So I just put the link. You're gonna enjoy five minutes of pure emotions. Thank you, dear listener, that you are here and listening to my show, to Culture Digger Podcast. I'm gonna come back on Wednesday. Sorry for my late on this week. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, YouTube and Twitter and Podbean. I'll repeat it again. I need more subscribers, so you know what to do. Have a nice evening. Bye.